Thanks again for tuning in to the Chicken and Kool-Aid podcast. Of course, I'm your host, Jerome, and um, we're on volume number 111 of the uh, Quarantine Lean edition. Um, Just to let you all know how the Quarantine Lean started. Um, It was, of course, beginning the beginning of the quarantine, and I wanted to do kind of like a spin-off of my regular podcast. So I created the Quarantine Lean Edition. So we're on volume number 111. Um, it's going on two years, and um, I was sitting back today, and a lot was going through my mind about you know different things that I was seeing going on in the community, and something caught me on Facebook. Actually, it was a few things that caught me on Facebook. And it really, really gave me perspective. And um, for the most part, both of these things just so happened to do with relationship and marriage. And on one of these, I'm not exactly sure if a lot of people follow uh, Michael Basin. I think that's his name. Michael Basin. He's a um, radio personality, you know, that's pretty much a juggernaut. I would say in the black space, especially when it comes to people that's my age, you know, that's basically mid 30s all the way up to, you know, 70, I would say, you know, he's he's been killing it for quite some time. He bounced back a couple different times from some very, very, um, how should I say? If y'all hear cars or ambulance in the background, don't trip. I live in the hood. Things like this happen. So, <laughs> but um, he was able to bounce back from quite a few different scenarios um, in, within his career, and he was actually able to go independent. So, um, I really do a you know I really do appreciate that. And he's always posting different things when it comes down to relationships. But let me get to the point. He posted a picture of a a black man, a black woman. And uh, mind you, this was a a darker shaded man. I mean, well, I'm going to be honest. He was black as hell. Um, And his wife was, you know, she was pretty much on the light skinned side. Pretty good looking woman. Pretty good looking couple, I would say. And he stated that she may not be the prettiest. Right. But she is loyal. And before you know it, I mean. It didn't take minutes. It was a barrage of black women. Who is he to talk? Oh, that's disrespectful. Um, Her. Her beauty comes from, from, I mean, all of these analogies just started to pop out of everywhere, you know. And here this is, a black couple showing black love and black solidarity. And these women are literally picking this man apart. I want to know what y'all thought about that, number one. And while you're thinking on that, there was another 
video that came out of a younger couple. This woman and man was celebrating their holy matrimony with family and friends. I would say, you know, the couple was probably about 30 years old. And they had a pretty nice celebration going. I mean, it's black ladies in the back. I mean, they dancing. I mean, they just getting their groove on all in step. And then before you know it, boom, the bride comes out and she starts dancing. Uh-oh. Yeah, I mean, she is getting it in and she... I mean, everybody else is still in step. And before you know it, oh, my God. She starts to approach the groom. Dancing so provocative. Half her ass is out, too. Right. And she, you know, dances on up on her husband. Right. And gives him a lap dance. Okay. And I mean, this meme, here we are. I mean, here we go. So many black women. Oh, oh, what is she doing? This and this and this. And you know what? That's tasteless. That's classless. I wouldn't, you know, it's kids there and this and this and this. So I'm going to let y'all know what I said on the first thing, but I just wanted to, to let y'all know that. In both scenarios of celebrations of black love, I mean, and these are all facts. You could go to Michael Blackston's um, or uh, Basin's um, Facebook page and you'll see it. You know, I'm not just saying this and I'm not and I'm not coming at black women. Right. I love black women. I want to have my children by a black woman. I'm just letting you know what it is. And if you stay tuned to the podcast, you'll see where I'm going as well. So on the first one. I mean, I just stated, well, hey, you know, in my opinion, well, no, this is not my opinion. This is true. Beauty fades. Yes or no? Or no? Nah. <laughs> uh, as in, um, Ty Dolla Sign would say, or oh, no. Nah. <laughs> Anyway, y'all can tell I would, you know, I said I couldn't sing. But yes, beauty fades, but love and loyalty stands the test of time. And what I was informing um, the audience was, is that he gave her the biggest compliment that a man will ever give a woman. And I can guarantee you, I don't care what is going on if a man finds out that he could trust a woman and she will not betray him and that he can open up to her and he can depend upon her he'll never leave her he won't Now that's not to say that he won't that he's gonna be the perfect upstanding right man, right? He's gonna make some mistakes and show and so she. But I'm just saying 
what really, really gets a man to commit to a woman. That's loyalty. And you have all these women. I mean, I mean, they are tearing this guy up. I mean, they're really attacking him on the way that he looked. And I just had to remind him, I'm like, hold on now. This man complimented his wife. Not your wife. His wife. That's how he felt about his wife. Can you let this, can you leave this man alone? Because it's not as though that he disrespected the woman. Everybody could see that the woman is, I mean, she's not Beyonce. I think that's what he was saying. She's not, he's not Rihanna. Um, he's not, uh, um, she's not the, um, I forgot the lady's name, but that beautiful um, African model that you see with the, oh my God, with the white eyes and that blackberry skin. Good Lord. She's not her. Okay. But she is a, she is a solid seven and a half. Or solid seven for sure. He scored. That's what he was trying to say. And I think that women were taking it too far. Okay. So now let's go back to the, to the lap dance and the wedding. Mind you, both of these couples are married. Okay. I'm bringing this home to make a point. These were young black people getting married. The lady wants to give her husband a lap dance. Okay, so what? I didn't think it was a big deal. And here's the reason why. A lot of people attack the tradition of black people getting married. Their tradition of marriage, period. Meaning that you're supposed to have rings. I don't know if I've. I studied the Bible. Okay. I'm not sure if wedding rings are in the Bible. And if they are, I'm not exactly sure if they're consistently mentioned in marriage. So that's one tradition there. Two is jumping the broom. Three is, you know, if the bride can't see the groom, they're supposed to be in separate rooms and all this type of stuff. Like, what? Like, who? Where are we getting this stuff from? And I was really, really surprised that it was a lot of older people coming at the younger generation. And it was a bunch of mid-age black women as well. Both of these couples, they weren't old. They were mid-aged. I, I think the first couple was 35. The second couple was like from anywhere from 27 to 32. They weren't, they weren't old. So my response to them was, first of all, with the young couple, at least they're deciding to get married young. 
They're not trying to waste their years in the street. Living a single monogamous or in some cases promiscuous life. Me, myself, personally, I have to give them credit for that. And I said, damn, if they rented out a venue, if they paid for the food, if they um, bought the rings, basically it's their wedding. They could do whatever the hell they want to do. Because at the end of the day, they paid for it. Nine times out of ten, when it comes down to a black marriage, the father doesn't have it to marry his daughter. Another level of that foundation, laying down the foundation that I was just speaking about on the Chicken and Kool-Aid podcast, Quarantine Lean, volume number 110, 110. I just talked about this just the other day. About how important it is for black men to lay down the foundations for their family. You don't have none of that. Nine times out of ten, if somebody's getting married in the black community, it's the it's the husband who has to endure all the expenses. Him and his wife. So I know some of you all are out there like, you know what, this guy. This Jerome guy, what? Who is he, and what? Why is he so passionate when it comes down to black people and African Americans and our urban communities and our, you know, our ghetto and our children, everything? Why is he so passionate? The answer is, is that I want to see us win, right? That's why I'm so passionate. I want to see us win as a people. And one of the main things for us winning as a people is marriage. But if you listen. And I'm going to and I'm going to be consistent. with. But if you listen to women, though, it's divorce. You don't hear. See, this is what happened, right? Black women used to be steadfast in maintaining the home. The black man was also steadfast in remain in maintaining the home, but of course, he went out and had other kids that he didn't divulge to the family, that he didn't divulge to the wife. And sometimes hell the wife went out and had some kids that just popped up in the family. I'm not gonna put this, but I'm just painting a picture here. So as years and years went on, these things started to rear its ugly head. Second families. You see that one, you know, one grandfather left or the husband left the, the grandmother. And now he went and started a whole nother family and deprived them and didn't take care of them. And then this gave a whole new group of generation of black women the ability to say, you know what? Hey, look, I wouldn't stand for that. I'm going to leave. I'm going to do this. Now, mind you, all of this, everything is, is strictly geared on the black man. We hadn't got to the dirt that grandma was doing, but that's a whole nother show.
Right. So now you hear more and more black women saying if he does this, divorce his ass. If he's not doing this, divorce his ass. If he don't, if he can't get a job within, you know, within a year, girl, divorce his ass. What? So. This. This podcast is not about divorce, actually. It's about when I was speaking about earlier tradition. I talked about a long time ago that, you know, we don't have a foundation. That we're all over the place. That we don't have a cultural IQ. That spiritually our community is almost dead. Why is that? Think about it for a moment. Because where are the elders? Where are they? Who are they? Who are the people that we could talk to that could give us the game, that could give us the knowledge that could give us the encouragement that could provide a roadmap. Miss Vance Lunt, Alana Vance Lunt can't do it all by herself. I mean, they didn't frustrated the poor lady so much to hell. She said, I got to quit. It was taking a toll on her. She was having two. She was dealing with too many toxic situations. But one thing that that should have done for every one of us is let us know that we have a thirst for knowledge, that we have a thirst for wisdom. We have a thirst for leadership and we also are missing our elders. Both women and men. Do you really, really believe that some of the things that are allowed to go on in the church would have would have been allowed to go on in, in the 80s and early 90s? That's going on now. What? Some things do need to be swept up under the rug at some time. Because they understand there's a time and place for everything. That's why if you were acting up in school. Oh, yeah. You could get your ass whooped right there in front of everybody because you was acting up in front of everybody. But if the pastor's preaching, right? And you back there making noise, hey, come here. Let me take you outside. I'm not finna interrupt church, but you finna get your ass whooped. And sit in the car. So um the the food that's um 
that we had cooked before we came to church. We was going to stop at Burger King today, but I guess that food's going to be good for you. And the rest of us going to eat at Burger King. Since your ass got a smart mouth. I'm just saying. These are some. Do you think that they would allow. Their daughters and sons. To constantly recycle women and men in and out of their house. It wasn't none of that back then. You rarely seen. Men and women just cohabitating if they were not serious. Meaning that, goddammit, they was finna get married. Now, check this out. They could be around each other all day, but they was not living together. Oh, yeah, you could be over at breakfast and you could be gone at night. But you ain't staying here no seven days a week. Where are our elders at y'all? And if they're here, have we gotten so hard headed and so, I would just say full of ourselves that we don't even want to communicate with them anymore. That we think that we know it all. I guess at this point in time, Google is our elder, right? Y'all give me one moment here. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm, I'm making some Crowder peas and uh, cornbread, you know, for later on tonight. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to, it's some okra up in there too. Yeah. Smoked turkey. You know what I'm saying? I'm a country boy, though. You know, don't hate on that. But um, we we don't know how to reconnect with them. And, and, and hell, they damn sure don't know how to reconnect with us. I mean, it is it is it is bad. Do you really, really think that if elders were around? At this point in time, I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about the granddad that, um, you know, that is pretty much, you know, a little sickly, you know, that, that pretty much is in, you know, that lays in bed out. I'm not talking about that elder. I'm not talking about um, your grandmother who um, is on a breathing machine. You see what I'm saying? I'm not talking about that elder. I'm not talking about the ones that are non-functional. I'm talking about the ones who have their mind. That knows what life is about. That has been the leader of their family for quite some time. And they were actually able to get information from an entirely another generation. That to me is an elder. This is the reason why I was so pissed off at our 
stronghold or our brain trust within the health community. I said our black health brain trust failed us as a people. And you want to know why? Because a lot of elders died through COVID. Almost an entire generation died. So we took a big blow with that. So now, guess what we're left with, right? We are having to get knowledge or tradition or information from another generation that probably didn't receive the right information to begin with. And now I'm speaking about and understand this, follow the timeline. I'm talking about people that were in their 20s and 30s in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. What was that? The beginning of the freaking crack era. So a large portion of our community, the information was leaked. It was gone. Because either these people were either strung out, a large portion of them were, there, were in jail. Now, some of the decent ones, we still got them, but they're spread out. These people are in their 70s or in their 60s and 70s right now. So let me ask you this. If they're the elders right now, what information can they really pass down? About marriage, about what a man is supposed to do, what a woman is supposed to do. Some of them can, but most of them, I'm sorry to tell you, they, they really can't. So back to the situation earlier. So now this is coming all the way around is this, okay? The elders are here, but they don't have the appropriate discipline nor track record nor foundation to be a positive example to the up and coming black woman and black man. So when they saw this woman giving her husband a lap dance and it was a whole lot of chatter, I said, well, hell, a lot of these people that's on this post talking were married. And guess what happened? It ended in divorce. You're not married anymore. So why are you going to try to sit up here and ridicule somebody that's getting married 
when your ass got married and didn't even stay married. You can't say nothing after that. You can't. Unless. You said, hey, you know what? Look. This is when we have to be honest with ourselves. Something I just. Another thing that I noticed back in the day. Because, hey, man, I was I was I was around some old folks, man. A lot of people wasn't judgmental. A lot of people minded their own damn business. A lot of people made sure that they swept around their door before they tried to sweep around somebody else's door. Yeah. Your house was a unit. What happened in your house was not everybody's business. Yeah. So. I just wonder. As of right now. Maybe that's the reason why we have. Or we're suffering so bad because our black elders either are far and few between or they're elder in age, but they don't have nothing to offer us. A lot of them are educated. A lot of them are skilled. A lot of them survived a time a poverty of violence of rejection abuse and shit they just happy to say look here man I survived but when it's time to provide real knowledge and real leadership they know nothing about that now they could get you through some rough times but when it's time to tell a man hey look your first obligation when you have a family is your home your children comes first you come last Think about that for a moment. Oh, yeah. You know what? Hey, if you're not making enough money, it's not a good idea for you to go out and get a loan. On this expensive ass car. That's damn near half your car note. I mean, that's damn near half of what you pay for rent. And as a matter of fact, young man, a young lady, you don't want to live in an apartment complex. Okay. At least you want to show your children what it's like to live in a home.
You don't want to be you don't want to be outside outside rich and house poor. Meaning that your car shouldn't have a a Mercedes-Benz emblem or a Lexus emblem or a brand new Nissan emblem with tinted windows and a nice little rim thing on it and your kids got to share a room when you could easily, you and your wife could purchase a car, a, a car from your income tax check and use the rest to either put down on a mortgage or lease you a home. You can't spend your paycheck on your body when your kids is eating Lunchables every day. Yes, it is important to get up and not only fix breakfast, but break bread with your family, young man. At the table, all phones are off. Yes, pray with them. Have a communication time. You're the man. This is what you're supposed to do. See, who are having those conversations? Who in, who in, who in our community, elders that are consistently having those conversations? Who is the woman? Who was the woman? There was a time when little girls, when little girls around me and knew. Hey, look here. If she come close to you, arms linked, man. Arms linked. Hey, he go use some candy. Oh, he go you a dollar. It was frowned upon. If a little girl ran across a, um, a man that was not her dad and tried to sit in his lap. No, that's not okay. And her mother or, or another elder would say, hey, what are you doing? To both of them. And that man knew instantly. Hey, even though if it was harmless, he knew he had did something wrong. That little girl don't supposed to be on your left. You are not her daddy. Get her out. Hey, look, and she got a spanking after that, by the way. That let her know that the only man, the only man that would love her, her and care for her was her father. And that's it. There is no misplaced love and looking for love in all the wrong places. Because these things were being taught. There was no doubt about it. Little girls was wearing those stockings back in the day. Yeah. And they knew once they sat down to cross their legs. Hey, cross your legs. This was automatic. It was etiquette. There was a reason why those old ladies in the front that was sitting there with the hats and everything and you weren't able really and truly they were teaching you etiquette.
on what you're supposed to do when you leave a room. Quietly on what you're supposed to do when you come into the room. On how to have eye All of these type of things were being taught on a day-to-day -day basis. How do you greet someone? I can guarantee you right now, if you talk to any young man right now, how you could count on your hands how many of them will say yes, ma'am, and yes, sir. When the elders was around, the real ones, that was guaranteed. And if and if you were caught doing something like that that wasn't becoming, that was a phone call that was made. Hey, do you know how your son or your daughter was around here cutting up? Not being respectful. This and oh, not my son, not my daughter. Today, hell, if you see a black children being disrespectful and angry and upset and aggressive, hell, if you say something to them, you might have to fight the mother and father because they coming to get you. They coming to approach you, not for how their daughter was acting, on what you told them, told their child to straighten up. You can't say nothing to my child. Where are the elders, ladies and gentlemen? Have they failed us? Did they have a chance with us? So I asked everybody on that's listening to this podcast, you know what? We have to become the elders now. We have to live better. We have to be more wholesome. We have to be willing to teach. We have to basically fight a plane while we're still building it. We have to be the responsible ones. We have to say, you know what? We're taking the mindset of our children back. Yeah, we have to say, you know what? It is okay if I have to teach my own children how to read and write and what's right and wrong. I refuse to let a school board or society or social media or television raise my children moving forward. Homeschooling was just an example, but me, myself, personally, if anybody knows me, if I had children, my, ch my children would have been homeschooled. I would not have let my children go to school with other with other kids. I mean, you know, after school, um, they could communicate with them, or, you know, up until a certain point, up until a certain point. Right. But I wanted to make sure. 
that, you know, like once they get in ninth and tenth grade, okay, you know what? But really and truly, hell, right now we are seeing different things go on in school. That's not that's not cool, y'all. Homeschooling could prevent all of that. If you're educated enough, me myself personally, if I had children, you know, I would have to, I would just have to sacrifice money. You know, my money or, you know, the family's money to to pay for somebody to come in and teach our children. Me and my wife's kids. Simple as that. But, you know, that was just an example I want you all to think about because I'm about to end this. I you know, I don't like being well, not to say I don't like it, but uh I want you all to think about your position in your family and your role and are you being an appropriate elder? Are you the person that gives the good advice, that gives the encouragement, that tries, that's been the good example, that went to college or always had the good job, always kept your finances intact? I can check the box on a lot of these different things. But I want to do better for my family. And I'm quite sure it's other people that's out there that's craving, that's looking like, hold on, what do I do? Who do I talk to? Man, I don't know what's going on. You have to start it for yourself. You have to show and prove for yourself and stand up for your family as an elder, as of today's day. Because if not, then what's going to happen to your family? What's going to happen to our community? Everything starts at home, y'all. We got to get our houses in order. Hell, we got to be, you know, that's probably going to be another show. But hell, we got to be man enough to, and woman enough to let our children know that they're not grown, that we're the adults. And damn it, you're going to do what I say. And hell no, I'm not asking you to leave. Because that's the easy part. That's something else that an elder would do. No, nah, you ain't going no damn well. Oh yeah, you think you're grown. But guess what? You ain't going to leave here. Because if you let them lead it, then guess what? What you done did? Gave them permission to act out and let them see what the world is. But see, times have changed, y'all. We can't we can't keep putting our our children in a position of survival mode. Boss shit. Boss shit right here. We can't keep see back in the day it was so easy. This is the only thing. That this generation of elders held on to. Get your ass out. Oh, you don't want to do what I say? Get your ass out.
come on, man. Like, that's not the answer anymore. Because here's what, here's what would happen, right? Back in the day, if you put a man out or, or a, a 16-year-old boy out, he would know basically the entire community. Or he would just go next door to his auntie's house. Or right next door to him, his uncle lived. Or right down the street, his cousin lived. We don't, our families aren't together like that anymore. So now if you put somebody out, guess what? It could be a damn crystal meth lab next door. Or a dope house. Or they selling pussy next door. I'm just being real. You can't expose young women and young children like that out anymore. It's a different ball game out now, baby. It's somebody that's hunting them. So you got you to gotta be man enough to say, hell no, nah, you ain't going nowhere. But guess what, though? You're going to do what the fuck I say you're going to do. Right? And be able to command that. And then let them know, hey, look here. Now, if you go out that door, just know you out. It ain't no coming back. At that point in time, after I done told you what's going on, you make it in a choice to be in survival mode because they what they got it right now is see, the elders never taught us on how to verbally communicate with our children. A lot of these things were done through discipline as far as whoopings. That's what a lot of older generations picked up. They picked up the discipline. You know what? I'm going to whoop their ass. Which me, myself, personally, I don't see nothing wrong with that. But they forgot about the conversation part. That's what I'm saying. We need that right now. It's people six, 50 and 60 years old. They're just growing up. They're just coming from out of their addiction or alcohol or abuse, trauma, everything. We can't really depend on them. They're going to be as strong as they can for us, right? But we can't look at them as an elder. I'm talking about somebody that's really, really old school, that's 75 80 years old, 85 years old, that has seen the world three to four different times. We can't talk to nobody that's 50 years old looking at them like as they're an elder. We, we need our OGs back. We damn sure can't look at a grandmother shit these days Hell, a grandmother can be 32 years old. Yeah. 35, 36. She's not an elder. Hell, she's still younger damn self. I'm 44. So that's the reason why I'm saying we need to reconnect and make a decision 
that we have to, we just have to step it up. So hopefully you all enjoy some, hopefully you all enjoy the show. Hopefully you all enjoyed the content in regards to, you know, um, where are the black elders, you know, in our community and are they stepping up and feel, are they an actual elder or just an old person? You guys be the, be the, be the judge on that and make a decision that regardless of where you are in your family, at this point in time, it's okay for you to become the elder. It's not going to be easy, but you got to do it. But hey, I'd like to thank y'all again for tuning in to the Chicken and Kool-Aid podcast. We're on volume number 111, 111 of the Quarantine Lane Edition. Again, if y'all hear sirens, if y'all hear loud music, uh... See, listen, you can hear a muffler right now. I'm in the hood, y'all. You know what I'm saying? This is what I like. This is what I love. Um, this is where my people is at. I'll never um, give up on black people, black love, black solidarity, black families. You know, I'll never give up on that. And um, hopefully you all were actually able to enjoy the show. Um, you all can follow me on Thorn Media and Facebook, uh, Chicken and Kool-Aid Podcast on Twitter, um, Chicken and Kool-Aid Podcast on YouTube. We got some great things coming up in the new year. I'm um, also um, Virtual Hustle 77 on Instagram, Jerome Thornton on Facebook. So I'm going to holler at y'all in a minute, man. And um, just so y'all know, man, my listener support is on. I really don't say that a whole lot. You know, if y'all want to contrib- contribute, you know, to the channel. You know what I'm saying? So we could expand and do some other different things, man. You know, that would be so cool. That would be so smooth. But um, y'all have a great evening.